Greetings, lovelies. Welcome back to my parlour for a new episode of my Sexy Stories podcast. My name is Virginia Waits, and I invite you to join me for delightfully naughty, deliciously sexy tales of the supernatural residence at the manor the exclusive, adults-only club in the heart of the English countryside. It would be absolutely wonderful if you would also pick up a copy of the companion e-book for all the delicious plot we don't have time for in the podcast. It really helps our little enterprise. Thank you. All the links are at my website, virginiawaits.com, or search for my name, Virginia Waits, at your favourite online retailer, and up it will pop. So, when we left them last time, Ollie has just sensed something dark and horrible, while on a mission to Manchester, with Draga to investigate Josh's old werewolf pack. The next day, Ollie and Draga have continued their mission and witnessed a woman with Josh's uncle, the pack Alpha, a woman so interwoven with dark magic she has made Ollie physically ill. They have gathered all the information they could and returned to the manor, which has caused Lucy to worry. Her immediate reaction has been to decide to recast the protections on the manor, to make sure they are as strong as possible. The ritual requires many things, including a magical virgin willing to sacrifice their virginity to open new magical pathways within themselves. Nula, one of the few humans living at the manor, and a witch specialising in healing magic, has offered her rare and delicate services. Welcome to the manor, season one, Episode 6 Sit back, relax, and I shall begin. Lucy had prepared the room very carefully. She had co-opted one of the top rooms that special members could hire for private games and had had it shut off since the Saturday evening. The first thing she had done was clean it physically and magically until not a trace of anyone else remained within it. It had taken most of Sunday morning to accomplish it, and she had had to do it herself. As soon as it was clear, she had sealed it with a ring of salt. The balance of the ritual was too important to risk anything else. Once sealed, she had painted sigils on the walls in her own blood. They weren't large, 
but they were precise and placed on each wall. They would give the magic access to the house and estate through her bond to it all. With those in place, it was far too dangerous for her to leave the room unattended, even if the security was as tight as she could possibly make it. She had sat down and started to meditate. Draga knew when to bring all the other elements of the ritual, including Nula, and Lucy had needed to make sure her focus was total, and her body was in the correct form. She had magic in her blood, but it could be unruly. For this it had to be perfectly controlled. She had lost track of time after that, aware only of breathing and the feel of power in her veins. A soft knock at the door finally brought her out of it, and she came to her feet smoothly. The unfamiliar movement of a penis between her legs made her pause for a second, but she adjusted quickly. It wasn't as if this was the first time she had had to use her gender-altering abilities, and she'd gone for just the added penis this time. She had gone full male in the past, but only in an emergency, and it had had psychological consequences she didn't fancy repeating. Seeing her breasts right where they were supposed to be helped with the adjustment. She was completely naked, had been since the moment she began to clean the room, it was the only way to be sure there was no contamination. There were many who believed that the idea of being naked when performing rituals were the ideas of oversexed humans, but in some cases it was vital. The body itself was enough of a possible contaminant, the last distractions any magical practitioner needed were polluting issues that could be eliminated without effort. Lucy walked to the door, unlocked it and pulled it open, keeping herself behind it. Draga was standing there holding a tray with Nula beside him in a short white robe. The witch had her hair in a mass of wild curls, rather than pulled back in the way she usually favoured. However, what was most noticeable was the lack of contact lenses. Nula was sensitive about her eyes, and Lucy knew the witch would feel more naked without her brightly coloured lenses than any lack of clothing. Thank you, Draga. Lucy said and took the tray. Nula, please, enter freely. So shall it be, Nula said before slipping off the robe and handing it to Draga. The magic Lucy had prepared vibrated as Nula stepped over the salt line and the witch's power entered the equation. 
It was unpleasant, and Lucy made a face. She could only equate it to nails on a blackboard as the two magics clashed before slowly settling into harmony. That's new, Nuala said. Never felt that before. You've probably never worked with anyone quite like this before, Lucy replied, nodding to Draga and closing the door. When members were using the room, they never allowed it to be locked, but Lucy did not hesitate in sealing them in. She walked over to one of the two pieces of furniture in the room, the small table, and put the tray down. On it were a sealed travel mug containing Fuyuko's blood, the virgin knife, and a clear flask of oil infused with the crushed plants and herbs. Turning back, she took a good look at Nula. It wasn't as if she had ever seen the woman naked before, and she had learned long ago it was better to be upfront about these kinds of things. Feel free to stare, Lucy told her companion. The more familiar we are with each other's bodies, the better. We should only touch when prescribed by the ceremony. But looking is fine. Damn picky magic, Nula said, managing a half-smile. It was a nervous reaction, not overly unexpected. Nula was a supremely confident woman usually, but everyone was allowed to be a little anxious about such radically new things. If I could, I would worship your body before we began, Lucy said with perfect sincerity. A delightful flush ghosted over Nula's pale skin, and she looked away for a moment. The blush complemented the freckles that decorated nearly every part of Nula's body, as far as Lucy could tell. There were more freckles in some places than others, causing the most wonderful patterns, and Lucy would have loved to map them all had she been allowed. Oh, Nula said, breaking her out of her contemplations. What? Lucy asked, looking back at her companion's face. Um, Nula said, looking somewhat embarrassed. If there's something bothering you, please do let me know. We need to be open with each other. If you feel you can't... It's nothing like that, Nula interrupted. Sorry, it's just... Well, I was, um... Looking. She waved a hand in Lucy's general direction... And it struck me that the drapes matched the rug, and I thought that must take a lot of effort. Lucy looked down and realised Nula was referring to the short nest of hair nestled around her new penis. She laughed. Not really, she said. But surely dyeing everything takes forever, Nula said. Oh, I see, Lucy replied. I don't dye anything. You definitely had black hair six months ago, and that red is not a natural red, Nula countered. Correct on both counts, 
she said with a grin, but technically I don't have a natural hair colour. Really? Nula's inflection went from very high to quite low in one word. My mother's species are naturally hairless, Lucy explained. They can create hair in the same way they can change their form. I was born with hair thanks to my heritage on my father's side, but it has no pigment. With a little effort I can make it any colour I wish in the same way I can change my body. By the Holy Mother, that must be useful, Nula said. Lucy laughed again. Very, she replied, but occasionally tricky. I have woken up a time or two with completely white hair, and that's difficult to explain on things like a plane. On a plane, Nula checked. A long haul from here to the west coast of Canada, Lucy told the witch with a smile. Get me drunk one day and I'll give you the whole sordid tale. That I am definitely taking you up on, Nula said, finally grinning in the way Lucy had come to expect. I'm betting that took some fast talking. You would have been proud of me, Lucy assured her. Now I'm really curious. And when we have time, I will be happy to satisfy that curiosity, Lucy said, and gave Nula another up and down. But I'm afraid we're going to be a little busy. I'd say more a lot busy, Nula replied, eyes drifting towards where Lucy's cock was beginning to harden. Lucy shrugged. In her experience, it was not size that mattered in most cases. It was what a person did with it, and she had never bothered to make comparisons. Half a heritage was what humans referred to as sex demons, so she guessed she was well endowed. The fact she could change her physical sex did not mean she had any choice about what she got when she did. She was made the way she was made, even if not everything was visible all the time. Why don't you sit down on the mattress and make yourself comfortable, Lucy offered, and get a feel for it. That was the only other piece of furniture in the room, a large king-sized mattress, covered in a soft but rubber-backed fitted sheet that had been freshly hand-washed by Lucy. It was as uncontaminated as she could possibly make it, but there was no way they could do this in a completely blank room. Contrary to popular myths, when it came to most sex spells, the enjoyment of those taking part had a significant effect on the outcome. Nula walked to the mattress and bent over, pushing it with her hands. Nice and firm, she said looking back and caught Lucy's staring at her ass, There are so many things I could say to that, Lucy replied with a grin. Oh, don't, Nula said. There's nothing firm about me. I feel dumpy. You're not dumpy, Lucy said. Not that there's anything wrong with dumpy. Some people are just made that way. One day I'll have to regale you with some stories of the woman who taught me more about pleasing other women than I ever figured out myself. Her name was Maggie, 
and she was a baker, and almost as round as she was high, and boy was she all woman. She smiled at the memory. It had been a while since she had thought of her old friend. I'm short, and nothing about me is slender, Nula pointed out. And, Lucy asked, nothing about me is slender either, I just happen to be nearly six foot tall. Slender is not the be-all and end-all modern media would like to make out it is. You have some of the nicest breasts I have seen in a long time, and your freckles make me want to play join the dots with my tongue. Nula blushed again, and it travelled all the way down over her chest. She sat down, shuffling back on the mattress, apparently trying to cover her embarrassment. Damn it, I wish I could touch you, Lucy admitted. Maybe later? Nula asked with a small raise of her eyebrows. Lucy gave her a small smile. If that's what you'd like, she replied. The ritual had been different with every partner she had had to cast it. Some had been invigorated by it, but wanted nothing to do with sex. Others had just wanted to sleep, and yet others had been desperate for all things sexual for several hours. Lucy would be content with whatever outcome occurred. Do you have any questions? Lucy asked, making a quick decision. Turning, she walked over to the table and picked up the tray again. Not that I can think of, Nula replied. I think we went over everything before. I just wish these nerves would go away. We were all nervous our first time, Lucy told her. I bet you weren't, Nula said. Oh, I was, Lucy said, and I had the feeding urge to help. Whatever they tell you, very few people are perfectly calm when presented with new and complicated situations. How did you get over it? was the quiet question. I let my instincts lead me and forgot all about human sensibilities, Lucy replied. Humans can be so uptight about sex, it really is ridiculous. Tell me about it, Nula said. Walking back over, Lucy placed the tray on the floor at the end of the mattress, kneeling right in front of Nula's feet. Lie down, lover, she said, giving the witch a gentle smile. Get comfy. Nula did as she was asked. How do you want me? she inquired. Just as you are for now, Lucy replied. Relax and, if you're agreeable, close your eyes. Why? was the quick question. Well, direct foreplay is out, Lucy explained, but there's nothing in the rule book to say I can't tell you what I'd like to do to you. Sex is a huge part in the mind, after all. Got me there, Nula agreed. I want you wet and swollen by the time I slide inside you, Lucy purred. Fuck, if you keep on like that, I don't think it'll be a problem, Nula replied with a small laugh. Lucy could see the witch already had her eyes closed, though, 
and she smiled to herself. You have fabulous skin, she began. Pale and full of freckles makes me want to touch so badly. I'll pull you against me so you are lying between my legs, half sitting, half leaning on my chest. Your head nestles between my breasts. Then I'll start at your neck, just behind your ear, running my fingertips down and along the curve of your shoulder, towards the back. Ever so lightly, so I am just touching the surface, and slowly, very slowly, so you can feel every millimetre. Nula's mouth opened slightly as she made a very quiet, breathy sound. When you tip your head to the side, I'll do it again, Lucy continued, letting her eyes run over Nula's soft curves as she imagined everything. It really was hard not touching yet. The succubus under her skin so wanted to make that connection, stirring her cock and making it twitch. I'll lift your arm, draping it on my neck so it is outstretched. She spoke soft and low. This time I will run my fingertips down and round the front of your shoulder to the sensitive skin under your arm. The pressure, just right, light enough to dance, strong enough not to tickle. I'll use all four of my fingers to float down your side to your hip before I bring them back up so slowly that goosebumps jump up on your skin. Only I won't stop where I started. I'll continue up the underside of your arm, over your elbow to the delicate flesh on the inside of your wrist. Your breath will catch and you will bite your lip. Lucy knew it was working as Nula did both of those things without even realising it. I'll run my fingers down the back of your arm, round the point of your elbow, spreading them to take in as much skin as possible and up over the curve of your bicep, back up your shoulder and your neck, skirting just one finger over the shell of your ear as I breathe down on your cool skin. Nula made another of those breathy sounds, and Lucy realised she had crossed into the present tense. Given the throb in her cock, she was getting into this equally as much. This time... This time, when I bring them back down, I go round and along your collarbone as I watch the pulse flutter in your throat. I can feel my fangs burn as I catch the sound of your heartbeat. 
To be allowed a quick taste would be divine. But I push the need away. I skip my fingers between your breasts, skirting round and down, back up your side. Already I can see your nipples beginning to get hard, turning dark pink as they swell. It would be rude not to help them just a little. That was greeted with a small hum. Back across and down, this time I run my fingertips under the curve of your breast, up over the soft roundness, circling in. First one pass, then another, and another, until finally I stroke them over the growing pink nub. It's like a tiny shock and you make a little moan. So I do it again. This time I use my thumb and I pinch ever so lightly, perking it up even more. Nula's lips parted and she sighed. Lucy ran her fingers over her own breast, making sure she had the feeling firmly in her mind. Then she proceeded to describe exactly how she would touch Nula, all down the other side as well. She allowed herself the odd touch of her own body, but too much and she was likely to lose focus, so she kept it to a minimum. By the time she had finished that part, she could see Nula's hands twitching towards her body. You are allowed to touch yourself, she said, and she expected it when Nula lifted her head and looked at her. Don't be embarrassed, she encouraged. Just because I can't touch you doesn't mean you can't. I'll talk, and you can show me what you like. Okay, Nula said, and her voice was thick with arousal. I haven't finished exploring you yet, Lucy said, getting them back into the rhythm. As I run my hands over the dome of your stomach, I can feel your breath getting faster. As Lucy watched, Nula brought her right hand up, running it over her own skin in the way Lucy was describing for Lucy, it was much better than doing it to herself, and it was perfect for holding her focus. At first, I skirt around that beautiful red hair, running my nails lightly over the top of first your left, then your right thigh. But I can't resist for long. I know you're aroused, but not enough yet, and I thread my fingers through the curly hair and over your pussy. I feel you pulse under my fingers. Just as Lucy had hoped, Nula did as Lucy described. Your legs start to open for me. There was just a hint of a hesitation there. 
but Nula pushed her heels apart. Lucy got a tantalizing glimpse of what was on offer. I stroke my fingers over your pussy and down between your legs, gliding them through your hair and over your skin, Lucy continued. I can smell the scent of sex now, and it makes my nose tingle. I make a mental note to ask you to sit on my face later. She watched Nula lick her lips. I can see you're relaxing more now, she carried on. So I stroke my fingers down again, but this time I part you with one finger, running it between your folds just a little. Your legs part a little more, so I know you like it. This time there was no hesitation as Nula followed the description. I go in with two fingers, spreading you open so I can just see as I look down at you, Lucy told her. I can feel you beginning to get wet. Lift your knees for me, lover, I urge as I stroke either side of your clit with my fingers. Nula bent her knees, spreading her legs further without urging. Now Lucy could see that lovely pussy with its wild, unfettered red hair properly. Nula's fingers were moving, spreading her folds and giving Lucy wonderful glimpses of what lay within. Lucy had to remind herself about the no-touching rule more than once. I move down again and now I can reach. She kicked herself into speaking again. I dip my fingers into that warm, wet hole that's waiting for me. Now I can feel your juices properly. You really are getting wet now, and your hot little folds are swelling with blood flow. I can barely wait until I can slide more into you. Nula moaned with two of her own fingers buried in her pussy. Lucy could sense her arousal on the air. It was possible the time for games was coming to an end. How do you feel, lover? Lucy asked, running her eyes over Nula's prone body. She could feel the magic shifting under her skin. It was definitely time. Like I need a good fuck right now, Nula replied opening those pale eyes and looking at her dead on. Lucy smiled. I will be with you in just a moment, she said, reeling back in her own sexual needs as much as she could. This part was always hard. When it came to sex, the succubus wanted to be front and centre, but she needed both her aspects for this. Forcing herself away from Nula for a moment, she picked up the sealed travel mug from the tray. She didn't bother to open the drinking slit. This was not going to be that neat, and she popped off the lid. The coppery, deep smell hit her instantly, and the other half of her nature sprang close to the surface. 
having both parts of her heritage awake and wanting at the same time was heady in itself, but she knew it was only going to get worse. By the blood I call the wild, I call the free, I call the powerful, I call to the divine. She spoke the familiar words she had created long ago. Magic was all about focus and purpose. Words were not strictly necessary, but they helped give direction in what could be a very confusing time. I open myself to the energy of the universe. As she spoke, she lifted the cup to her lips, put her head back and downed the whole thing as fast as physically possible. Fuyuko's blood was cold and tasted like ice and snow. It chilled her throat, but it brought the familiar fire as well. It sent lightning down her nerves, freezing her in place as the vampire in her burst free all at once. All she could do was close her eyes as the mug fell from her nerveless fingers, and the magic she carried with her used the residual power of the Yuki Ona's blood like a battery. It was like going from a candle to a floodlight, and she wrapped her arms around herself in a desperate attempt to contain it. Lucy? Nula asked quietly. She opened her eyes and Nula gasped. The witch was leaning up on her elbows and stared. Fucking hell, Nula whispered. I never imagined. They had talked about this. Lucy had wanted Nula to be aware of every aspect of what would happen, but reality was often different from expectation. This is me was all Lucy said. And it was. This was her in her purest form, both vampire and succubus right at the surface. Like this, she could be lethal in a heartbeat. The only reason she could be like this with Nula was the ritual. The sigils on the walls, the preparation, it all made this possible. You're magnificent, Nula whispered in awe. The magic was burning under her skin, but it was beginning to settle into a rhythm rather than the explosion it had been. Lucy closed her eyes one more time, demanding control. When she opened them again, she had it in check, at least for now. She opened the flask of oil and picked up the knife. By my blood I bind this potion, she said, and stabbed her index finger. Blood welled out of the wound, running to the tip and dripping off in a little rivulet. Only a moment later the wound healed, as her vampire nature wiped it away. But it was enough. The drops mixed with the greenish oil in the flask, swirling through it like they were alive. The smell of it hit her nostrils, speaking to her of earth and water and fire. Some of the herbs had gone in fresh, some dried, some burned, and she could feel the connection to all of them. 
The oil sparkled with tiny pinpricks of light as the contents moved with a mind of their own. They swirled like a tiny whirlpool, getting faster and faster, and Lucy could feel her heartbeat speeding to keep up. She breathed in tiny little breaths through her nose. And pop. The oil was still and completely clear. She could breathe again. She picked up the flask and finally turned her attention back to Nula. Are you willing? she asked. I am, Nula replied. I offer my body as sacrifice. Lucy reached out and tipped the flask, letting a small amount of the potion fall between Nula's legs. She gasped as it hit her, sliding down onto her swollen folds. Lucy could barely hold herself still. It is accepted, she said. She looked up, spreading her arms with the flask still in one hand. The sacrifice is anointed, she spoke to the universe. Blood binds, sex joins, power protects. We seek safety. I offer myself as guardian. She brought the flask back, tipping more of the contents onto her free hand. Without pausing, she rubbed the slick potion over her proud cock, moaning in the back of her throat at the almost overwhelming sensations this caused. This was no time for subtlety. She climbed onto the mattress between Nula's spread legs. Gateway, woman, lover, she said, leaning over Nula. Three, Nula agreed and to Lucy's surprise lifted her legs, crooking her ankles around Lucy's waist. Lucy lined herself up and carefully pushed in. The unconventional foreplay had worked. Nula was soft and slick, and with the potion progress was easy. Not that Nula wasn't tight. It was her first time, and didn't that do it for Lucy as well, for entirely personal reasons? And tension was to be expected. Unfortunately, there was form to this. Lucy could feel the connection that would allow the power to flow freely beginning between them, and she did not dare interrupt it. She stilled, but could not pull out at all. Nula was not ready for all of her needy erection yet, so she waited. Nula's expression was a mixture of confusion, discomfort, and mild pleasure. No doubt the magic was doing a number on her as well. Squeeze me, Lucy said, the power tinging her voice with a vibrating echo. Nula's already tight muscles pulsed before clamping down on Lucy's cock like a vice. She growled. She couldn't help it as the sensation skirted the line between pain and pleasure. Keep squeezing, she managed to say. I can feel you, Nula panted. Not just, but everywhere. 
and I can feel you, Lucy replied, although she didn't dare focus on the bubbly, magical presence lurking at the edges of her awareness. If she did, she would be reaching for it far too soon. The pressure on her cock was driving her to distraction. Of course, Nula couldn't keep such an unfamiliar tension up for long. When the witch released with a gasp, Lucy pushed in a little more. There was much less resistance. Oh, fucking hell, Nula said, head falling back against the mattress. Why the hell have I waited so long? Lucy definitely did not want to hurt Nula, but when the legs around her waist urged her forwards, she went. Fuck yes, Nula declared as Lucy sank balls deep into her. The connection between them snapped into being like a piano wire, vibrating with a sound so high it was impossible to hear, only feel. Lucy's magic leapt out of her, bursting into the new pathway they had just opened up in Nula, and Nula's magic came lancing back. This time they did not clash, they merged, two waves crashing into each other. Oh my god, holy hell, Nula said as Lucy stared down into eyes that were glowing purple and red. You, oh my god. Lucy did not reply. She could feel it herself. There was no time now. This had to be finished. If she kept Nula like this too long, there could be consequences. This much magic in a human could be devastating if it went on. Keeping herself in check as her vampire nature screamed at her to bite and her succubus instincts demanded she fuck Nula senseless, Lucy began to move. There was only one way to end the ritual. They were connected now, and they both had to reach orgasm. From experience, Lucy was well aware it wouldn't take long. Her succubus nature loved sex, and it had invaded Nula along with the rest of her magic. Nula was still human, hence Lucy's control, but there was no resistance at all as Lucy pulled out and pushed back in. The tight, warm, wet heat made her groin ache and her cock pulse with the need. She moaned. Let me hear you, please, she all but begged. Nula needed no more encouragement, and the sound she made sent messages straight to the pleasure centers of Lucy's brain. She moved as slowly as she could, going deep with each thrust. It was heavenly. What she wanted to do was lift Nula's hips and pound into her pussy over and over again, but she did not dare. So she set up a rhythm, rolling her hips to change the angle on the odd stroke, and forced more of those delightful noises from Nula's throat. Lucy loved a vocal partner. The such obvious enjoyment hit all the right buttons. Her succubus power enveloped them both, wrapping them in a blanket of sex. Every sensation was heightened, every experience echoed through both of them, and Lucy pushed on. 
The little shocks of pre-orgasm were like little electric pulses as her balls tightened. The slick warmth was too much, wrecking her rhythm as it encased her with every thrust. Her orgasm was right there, a bright thing just in front of her. But she waited. Nuala's moans were loud, growing in volume as they became almost gasps. They were so close. Oh God, oh Holy Mother of Jesus, were the expletives Nuala chose as her muscles tightened and squeezed down on Lucy's cock one more time. That was it. Lucy lost it. She shot her load into Nuala, buried balls deep in that warm, wet pussy as Nuala's shuddered around her. She had about a second to enjoy her orgasm before magic exploded around and through her. Her awareness split, the baser, more primitive aspects locked with Nuala in sexual ecstasy, the rest expanding outward with the power coming through Nuala and into her. The magic lanced into the sigils on the wall and out into the manor and the grounds. What no one knew, only her, were the points of power she had placed all over her domain. These were where the strength of the protections lay. It had taken her twenty-eight years to place them perfectly, with the correct enchantments sewn into their physical structure, and it was the power of the ritual that recharged them. As the magic hit each one, it flared like a beacon in darkness, reaching out to all the others to form a net of protection. It glowed so brightly in her awareness it was blinding. When she came back down, Lucy was lying on the mattress next to Nuala, who was on her side looking. You weren't all there for a while, were you? Nuala asked. Lucy nodded. Her whole body was tingling with power, but there were no aftershocks from her orgasm. She had to have been lying there a little while. I didn't hurt you, she checked. Fuck no, Nuala said. You were the perfect gentleman, kinda. It only got a little weird when it came to climbing off. Altered state, Lucy explained. Sorry, it doesn't usually last this long. Lots of magic. I felt it, Nuala replied. And your altered state is still the perfect lover, just so you know. Lucy managed a small smile at that one. She still wasn't quite with it. How are you feeling, Lucy asked. Horny as hell, Nuala replied with a grin. And your magic? Lucy added. That didn't seem to have occurred to Nuala until that moment. Not that Lucy could blame the witch for a little unclear thinking. Nuala closed her eyes for a few seconds, and Lucy left her to it. The same, Nuala said eventually. Only there's something. She trailed off for a moment. Something more. That's going to take some exploring. Happy to help if you need it, Lucy told her immediately. Thank you, Nuala replied. But about that horny part, 
Lucy laughed. How may I be of service? she asked. Thank you for listening, lovelies. I hope you have enjoyed this introduction to sensual magic. It is such a fascinating field, don't you think? To find out how Lucy sourced all her ritual ingredients and all about the secret council of powerful beings at the manor, pick up your copy of this week's episode in ebook form. It has all the wonderful additional plot, as well as the delicious naughty bits, and it really does help us continue our work. Links are at virginiawaits.com. To show our appreciation, and so you can see how the podcast and ebooks differ, the book of episode one is free for everyone. Next week comes episode seven, Sexual Tensions. Poor Joshua is worried and anxious again, this time because he is beginning to realise his uncle may be worse than he ever thought, which leads to some interesting distraction techniques. And lovelies, if you would not mind, please do me the honour of subscribing to the podcast so you never miss an instalment. It would make me so happy. Until next time, lovelies, stay safe. Music from filmmusic.io Moonlight Hall by Kevin MacLeod Incomtech.com License CC by creativecommons.org